0: The Nerd and Me podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, the weather wizard, and Casey Jones on sports.
1: Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's the top story? Alan Oscar nominations are out and the
0: geek world is celebrating a first. Oh, do tell. It's I shall. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time a superhero movie has been nominated for its best picture. And usually this is the point where I'd say you want to guess what it was. And then I'll remember that you already know. So I'm not going to go to (laughs) that. It's Black Panther. Black Panther is nominated for best picture. Okay.
1: Yay Um, for Black Panther.
0: Yay for superhero movies is what I say.
1: That is pretty amazing. But wouldn't you consider maybe Lord of the Rings in that category, too? Or is that more? Nah, no. No? Nah. That's fantasy. No, I would
0: I would tell you, well, let's take a look back. Let's take the Wayback Machine. Take a look back. Okay. Yes, this was the first one. Do you think there was, I can think of one off the top of my head that I think should have been nominated for Infinity Best War. Picture when it was out.
1: I would say Infinity War. Okay, I would go further back. Oh, oh, oh are you talking about this year? I mean, last year. No, just like ever. Oh, ever? Yeah. Uh,
0: Can you name a superhero movie that you think probably should have been nominated for Best Picture? Dark Knight? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. But there was, I think there was some kind of stigmatism, I guess is the word I'm looking for, against superhero movies. Kind of in the way there are against comedy movies. They don't really nominate a lot of comedies. Right. For Best Picture. But now Black Panther has broken through that ceiling. Wow. So... Well, nice question to be is this? Yeah. So, but do you think this opens a door for superior moves, or is this like a one-off thing?
1: Good question. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> come on. It is the Oscars. I, don't, I really don't pay any mind to it. Uh, what? What do? What do the Oscars do? It's basically. It's like giving awards in their own club, I guess. You know, I, right. I don't know what this does. Well, you know, well, I take that back. It's good for the director, right? This director. I don't think he's what, done he anything. Learned? Yeah. Well, I mean, what did he do that was big? So that's going to be great for him. You know, Right. Um, Oscar winning director, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, good for him.
0: Yes. But the, the odd thing about this is it was nominated for Best Picture, but not Best Director. None of the actors were nominated. And no, I don't think the screenplay was nominated. So I think it's pretty rare when you have something nominated for Best Picture, but doesn't have any other nominations in those main categories. Hmm. Now Especially best director. Yeah. They usually go hand in hand, you know? Sure. That is odd. I thought, but it is what it is. So yeah, I think it's a one-off thing. I don't think it's going to open the door for superior movies. I think we talked about this before. I, I think if Avengers Endgame is as good as everyone thinks it is, it might, might get that, Turn of the King treatment where mm. or we'll give it an award for you know, for the for the body of work. Yes. Like or maybe maybe if it doesn't get best picture, maybe the Roosters get best director for kind of like they'll get it for Endgame, but it'll be kind of like for Infinity War and Endgame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it'll be something like that. But yeah, I don't know that we'll see another superhero movie make it anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like of all the Let's just take the superhero genre by itself. Was Black Panther, like if you had to pick Black Panther, Solo, Infinity War, f- for you, which was the best? If you had to give the Oscar to the best superhero movie, who would you give it to?
0: Of 2018? Yeah. Uh, it would go to Infinity War, hands down. And look, I really liked Black Panther. Yeah. I really liked it. I was very surprised how how good it was. But yeah, I would definitely give it Infinity War. I thought Infinity War was much better.
1: Is it be- maybe because Infinity War, even though it was a standalone film, it's really kind of not?
0: Yeah, that could be part of it. But look, we can't overlook the fact that Black Panther hit some kind of cultural relevance last year hmm. that the other movies hadn't. Mm-hmm. You had people going to see Black Panther that weren't going to superhero movies. You had school uh, buses like said, is
1: full, right?
0: Yeah, it became a cultural event for people, mm-hmm. um, especially for African American people. Yeah. Where I work, I remember seeing an African American woman wearing a, an older woman, like fifties or sixties, wearing a, a shiri shirt, oh. and it you know had some it had some kind of message under it about you know a powerful, intelligent black woman. So I was like, okay, cool. That's weird. It's a, it's a woman you knew didn't go see, <laughs> didn't watch Marvel movies for the past ten years. You know what I mean? But,
1: but but those things they are fantastic things. But should that dictate a best movie Oscar though? Uh, I mean, shouldn't I, the I, best I, movie be based upon yeah, quality? Quality, of the film? yeah. yeah as it's as it's peculiar to to that you know. they don't. They're not being nominated for director and screenplay. That is, how does how do they get best picture and no other? Well, uh, maybe special effects, maybe right? Were they nominated? For right, movie? maybe that. Yeah,
0: but usually with best picture, you get actors nominated and you get the director nominated.
1: Sure. You know. Okay. Um, well, maybe but, this is a start, like you said. Maybe this is it.
0: I, I, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's hope so. Yeah, but and you know, I said it. I said it when Black Panther was huge, uh, you know, I'm glad the culture uh, you know embraced Black Panther. But 20 years ago, Blade, come on, <laughs> where was the love for Blade 20 years ago? Besides you and me, who else
1: loved Blade? <laughs> love me some. All
0: right, so also uh, there's another uh, geek. Tie into the Oscars, uh, the best animated movie nominee is Spider-Man: Enter the Spider-Verse, which is probably heavily favored now to win the Oscar. Uh, Black Panther, I don't think, is favored to win the Oscar, but uh, Enter the Spider-Verse is heavily favored because it just came off the Golden Globe win for best animated feature.
1: Mm. And you saw that movie,
0: right? I did. I liked it a lot. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I saw that. I'm trying to think what was nominee. I saw that. I saw Wreck-It Ralph too. Which was fine. I didn't see The Incredibles too, and I'm not sure what else was, was nominated. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's hard to judge animated movies, like what's the best animated movie. But I will say that into Spider-Verse was probably, you know, the Pixar movies are made for kids. right? And um, Spider-Verse was made for kids, but there was a certain marketing geared toward adults too, I think.
1: So Spider-Verse was nominated for what, animation? Best animated film, yes. Wow. I mean, I didn't see the movie, but holy smokes, the trailers... Looks good. Looks really good. Yeah, you know
0: when it comes out on on digital or DVD or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I suggest you would take a look at it. I shall. I shall. Yeah. I think you'll like it. All right. Other than that, the other uh, I mean the other Oscar movies, you know, we don't have to talk about because they're not really geek movies or anything like that. But oh, pretty cool. cool. We
1: got stuff. we got some superhero nods and, and being recognized. That's that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. It is.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. What else you got?
0: What else do I have? Alan George Perez, co-creator of the New Teen Titans, artist extraordinaire on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think he did X-Men at one point, too. I mean, I don't know what this... uh, I can't name stuff he hasn't done. did a a stand on Wonder Woman. He announced his retirement. Oh, no. Um, Yep. Yeah. He... uh, His statement is, in recent months, there's been a great deal... Speculation as to the future of my career, my health, my ability to draw on my future convention appearances. As a result, I would like to clear everything up firsthand, hopefully in a room with respect to future published works and comics as such. While I know it's been no secret I've been dealing with a myriad number of health issues, they have indeed have forced me to, for all intents and purposes, formally retire from the business of creating new comics and stories. So he will not be an artist on any comics or stories anymore. He's also retired from privately commissioned drawings, which is really, really upsetting. It was just becoming too much of a strand on his eyes to produce the fully rendered ink and pencil tone pieces on a quality level that justifies the price he was asking for. He will continue to do convention sketches, but he will cut back on those. He will no longer sketch at the conventions themselves. He will, through an art agent, take orders for five con-style sketches per convention day that I am in attendance, which will be done at home and be collected. So he'll do five a day. So if he's there for three days, he'll do 15 for the weekend. He'll do them at home, but you can collect them when you see him at the convention. Okay. He's gonna charge hundred dollars a piece for the convention pieces, but that money will be donated to various charities, which is pretty awesome of them. Yeah. Now, the stinks about that is I'm going to, or I'm 99% sure I'm going to, I think it's um East Coast Comic-Con this year and George Perez and Mark Wolf are both going to be their creators of Teen, New Teen Titans and Nightwing specifically. And I was hoping to get a sketch from Mr. Perez and uh, autographs. Right. But now, yeah, I mean, the odds of me being one of the five he'll choose, I think I'll still go for it. I mean, you have to pay $100, too. I don't know if I'm, if I'm up for that. but Because <laughs> my, my cousin actually got has a George Perez sketch from when he was still doing them. I mean, oh, really? yeah he's really lucky. he's He's got like two or three of them, I think. I, I don't think he was doing them for free, but I don't think he was charging a hundred dollars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so he'll still go to conventions.'m I'm, I'm assuming he'll still sign autographs, uh, but he's only doing five convention sketches and you have to go through an art agent and, and pay a hundred dollars.
1: Okay, I gotta ask you for you what was his what what was your favorite work that he's done?
0: Well, in terms of like a whole comic book or whatever, I loved his work on Crisis on Infinite Earth. I fell in love with DC Comics. With Crisis on Infinite Earths, I, you know, I became a Robin fan uh, from Batman and Robin and, you know, like Super Friends and things like that. But I didn't really read DC Comics until Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I remember I, I picked up the first issue. I didn't know what was going on. There were so many characters in there I didn't know. But his art was so spectacular and more was that Mark Wolfen? I think it was Marvel for Crisis. And his writing, it really just drew me into it. Just the story of all the different dimensions and, and all the different Superman men and all the, you know what I mean? All the different yeah. heroes. It really drew me in. And it was the first comic where, I think it was the first comic where I saw death and people were dying. Like I remember the original Dove from Hawk and Dove, you know, got disintegrated. Did you read Crisis? Well, yeah, a long time ago, though. OK, but you know that when the Earths were getting eaten up and disappearing by the antimatter. Yeah. yeah and it, it was such a great story because it's it, these heroes and villains were trying to save people, but they were getting disintegrated. It was really I was like 14. I'm like, oh, my God, these, they're like heroes and they're dying. Mm. It was crazy. But his art on Crisis is just fantastic.
1: Yeah. George Paris has a knack of drawing like a thousand, <laughs> a thousand superheroes in one splash page you know. Yeah, like, he loves doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's probably the reason why his eyesight is failing him, too. Yeah, probably. Um, I liked Um, him, um, what was my first reel that I really noticed? I think it was Infinity Gauntlet. I think he did the first two issues, maybe, of Infinity Gauntlet, and I think it was kicked over to Ron Lim. But, yeah, that's Infinity Gauntlet, like, like the movie itself. It's just a comic book with literally hundreds of superheroes all on, like, one page, and it's not, like, crappy artwork. It's Detailed stuff. The guy's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's incredible. And uh, individually, of course, his him uh, him co-creating, him visually creating Nightwing, even though it was Disco Nightwing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is obviously my favorite character. You know, that's why I have such a f- affection for him
1: and and Marvel Wolfman. Right. Um, but yeah. Who I mean, designed was, like a, said, uh, Nightwing's current outfit? You know, when he went away from Disco. Do you know who did that one? Rainy? No, is that his name? I, I don't. That's a good question. Because he went through. I think the current
0: one is tweaked from. But I think when he got his first solo comic, mm-hmm. that was the costume he wore, and that might have been McDaniel. Oh,
1: Scott McDaniel.
0: Is that what? Is that who you're talking about? Was it Scott McDaniel? I think so. Let me say. Yeah, because I, I, there. And the thing is, there's been something number one's out for Nightwing. It's been started and stopped a few times. Right. So. Or maybe it is Arvin. This is okay. Ivan Reese, but I don't think that's right. No, that's that doesn't early. sound right. Yeah, no, that's way too early. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who created the current costume, but okay. Just, look, at the time, Disco Nightwing was good. It was you <laughs> know, good know It was kind of in. It was, you know, he, he came around 1980-ish, I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you know, give him a break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. He's 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 headed on out. Great. Good for him. Yeah, it's really
0: weird just seeing these guys. And the thing is, I saw him. I think I saw a picture recently. He looks. Remember, he was always a heavy set kind of guy, and yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. He, I, because I had to ask my cousin, I'm like, is that George Forese? Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just weird, man. Because we're losing all our. uh, I mean, he's not dead, but we're losing <laughs> all our, all our heroes, man. You know, we had, you know, obviously Stan Lee and Steve Ditko last year, and you know Kirby's been gone for a while, and. Yeah. You know, it's weird now. Like, like the the, the guys, the, the old guys are now considered like Jim Lee and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I
1: know, right? You look at Jim yeah. Lee now; he looks like an old guy.
0: Yeah. Well, he I mean, he's only a few years older than us, but yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, George Perez. Do you ever did you ever meet at a convention, uh, George Perez? You think, I don't
1: or? think so. No, he he. No, I don't think so. I was trying to think about when you were talking if I actually met him. I don't think I did. I know. So, I don't wondering know. if. I did get a Nightwing sketch from somebody. I don't remember who it was, though.
0: It might have been Greg Land. Remember um, CrossGen, the artists we were doing? Because CrossGen almost did an image thing. Remember they pilfered all the Marvels and DC's artists?
1: Yeah, they, did. Yeah, yeah.
0: they did. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to Philadelphia Cotton Wizard World, what, twice, I think, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking Perez was probably there, but we were too stupid to see him <laughs> out. Because we, we saw Alex Ross, right?
1: We did, yeah, yeah. And my hardcover signed. Um, right. And yeah, we got Greg Land, mm-hmm. Butch Geis, I think. Right. Mark Wade. I mean basically all the cross-gen uh, all stars were. All there. the
0: cross gen, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were signing and drawing. Mm-hmm. Was Wade the one that drew something, even though he's a writer? Oh,
1: it, it or was. Or was, that Barbara uh, Kessel? Yeah. It was yeah, it was Barbara Kessel, yeah. Okay. She goes, I don't I don't draw, so, but I'll draw this, and it was actually pretty cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those are fun, those those are
1: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, Alian. You know what time it is? It's time to hit, hit it. it. Oh. Yeah. 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 It's time for yeah. <laughs> making it quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, U.S. video game sales has hit forty-three billion dollars in two thousand eighteen. That's huge. That was they say here. It's an eighteen percent growth. Revenue over uh, last year up from $35.8 billion, fueled yeah. by Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2, which is an incredible game. Call it of sold Duty like 4 like crazy. Yeah, it did. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, hate that game. The Spider Verse, <laughs> which, I mean, sorry, Marvel Spider Man, which we know our buddy Jay got god of war and nintendo smash brothers came out also so huge huge year for uh video games and even consoles now i don't know if you know there's something called the nintendo switch they actually surpassed playstation form as a best-selling console of last year i wasn't expecting that one one. really yeah Yeah, Yeah. it's weird that that thing is getting a a little buzz but that that one blew my mind because no it was weird because that you know i know that spider-man game which was a playstation exclusive I mean, some people I know were thinking of just getting the console just to play that stupid game. But uh, I think the Nintendo Switch... Honestly, I was
0: thinking about doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think the Nintendo Switch really hit its stride during the Christmas season. So, yeah, Video Games is here to stay. $43 billion. That's a whole lot of billion dollars.
0: That is a lot of... uh, So, the games you named, which ones do you have? You have Red Dead Redemption.
1: And Black Ops 2. I'm sorry, Black Ops 4, Call of Duty. You don't like that? I I hate that game. no, you know what, what I would like nowadays is that a lot of these games are multiplayer online only. You know, back in the day, you, you can play a solo storyline and right. it just doesn't exist anymore. So everything is just all online stuff. So it's just, you know, Yeah, that's and That's when I stopped with the Call of Duty. What was the, um, it
0: was a 360 Call of Duty and I think it was like in the future. Oh, that's what, yeah. That, they that had a really lame solo player game, and that's when I punched it out. I'm like,
1: this is Oh, lame. yeah, yeah, It was called... Go. No, that was Ghost Recon, wasn't it? Or maybe not. No,
0: well, it was called... No, not like futures Like space, but it's like...
1: Futuristic weapons and stuff.
0: Yeah, it was a Call of Duty... Maybe it was a Black Ops one, or... Yeah. I don't know, but I, I was just... I had probably one of the worst solo player games I ever played. And I was like, well... Because they really just wanted you to play online. And yeah. Yeah. You know, my thoughts, freaking 10-year-olds are killing me all the time. <laughs> There's no joy in that. Um, yeah, so I almost bought, because, you know, I don't have any uh, current console. I almost got a PlayStation 4 just for Spider-Man.
1: Yeah.
0: And Battlefront, but Battlefront was bad, I heard. Star so Wars Battlefront 2 was
1: not a good game, I heard. Right. But then Red Dead Redemption, but is that out
0: for PlayStation 4? Well,
1: maybe I will get a PS4. I think it is a cross-platform. Oh, dude, Red Dead, That Red Dead's a huge game. I mean, you're talking, yeah. like, Months maybe to to complete that thing? It's it's so it's good, detailed. See?
0: It's insane. Yeah. That,
1: that makes a seventy
0: dollar price tag worth it to me. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Maybe so. All right. Yeah. All right. Quick it. Quick Alan. What? We did
0: a show this weekend on a movie called Glass. We did? Did you listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was in it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>
0: Alright, so Glass opened this weekend It was the big opening weekend winner uh, But it did not make as much As they thought it was going to make mm-hmm. So Want to know how much it made? Yeah Glass opening weekend was $47 million domestic uh, With a total worldwide gross of $95.5 million, Which isn't bad at all Considering it cost about $20 million to make And M. Night Shyamalan Paid for it out of his pocket So he's going to be reaping the benefits Of all that stuff yeah, but they were expected to have a fifty to sixty million dollar opening, so it didn't meet expectations. But it's—I mean, I wouldn't call it a a, a dud.
1: Do you think again? I'm going to bring up Rotten Tomatoes. Do you think that influences people's decision to go watch this movie?
0: I don't. I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes has the juice that it used to
1: have. Mm, the juice. What's that? No.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. think that. It's, uh, it won the second week at 2Glass, so it's not doing too bad. It's, it's currently worldwide $106 so which isn't bad. It costs $20 million to make, so yeah. Good for him. He's doing fine. I'm sure <laughs> <He's> M. Knight's <laughs> enjoying his – you can call the flop all you want. He's enjoying his $86 million profit. Yeah. Um, golly, that's a lot of money, $86
1: <laughs> You know, of all of M. Night's movies, though I would say I'm not a fan of all of them, they all do right. all at the box office. Even just by speculation alone, he does pretty good. I would yeah. say all of his movies that came out must have been at least a top five for the weekend. Dude.
0: Well, I think he said it during I think it's our show. I think he, he's gonna keep in production
1: down. Right, yeah.
0: Not a lot of special effects. Right. I think usually his big, his biggest money is you know one or two really big named actors.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: When you look at the happening, of course Donnie Wahlberg's probably the biggest expense he had on that movie. Right. Signs, Mel Gibson's the biggest expense, you know.
1: Yeah. You know, things like that, so yeah. You never know. Bruce uh, Willis may have throwing him a bow and say, Hey I'll you know I'll do it for a discounted price. What am I doing it? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> All get, my crappy movies are on it.
1: Netflix. What was that?
0: Maybe he got points on it. Yeah, maybe. Like a percentage. Percentage yeah.
1: of the, gross. Sure. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Alright. Okay. Quickie Bumblebee. Now this is a movie that you wait, did we review we review Bumblebee? Did we review Bumblebee? I don't remember. I'm getting old. Do we do a
0: show on Bumblebee, is yeah. your question? Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. I don't think we did.
1: <laughs> oh my God, we're getting old. Anyway, Bumblebee, as we know, didn't do that great at the box office it did okay but not the transformer status but nevertheless because of good ratings and there is a little bit of a following to it they are in production or well i shouldn't say they are in production but they are headed down the road of making a sequel featuring optimus prime which i think is a good thing if you did see the movie bumblebee spoiler alert it starts off in cybertron and when you're when you're watching that opening sequence it's as if i was thrown back in the 80s watching the cartoons again because it was all the classic robots and vehicles it was something that i think that was the version i was i was wanting to see from day one you know from the very right, first. They, they had their classic
0: look yeah, yeah. so yeah, we did not do a bumblebee show
1: by the way okay all right all right i'm not going to see that just a little uh yeah so they are they are looking towards making a sequel to the bumblebee movie would you uh, be looking forward to something like that would well, be looking forward to it
0: will say i'd be looking forward to it will i go see it yes
1: <laughs> okay, there you
0: go It's like Shazam I don't to forward to it. I'm hating it, but I'll go see it
1: Come on, hey, okay Let me ask you a question With the success of Man, are you a little more Has that changed your mind for Shazam?
0: No <laughs>
1: Okay, gotcha Hey, no. you're consistent and I respect you for it
0: That's Well, awesome. the issue with Shazam is this
1: <laughs> Here you go, I like it
0: You know what it is It's <laughs> Levi. I Levi And like I don't know either. why I just don't It doesn't strike me as a hero I just keep thinking you have to stand next to Henry Cavill, and then he's going to have to stand next to The Rock when The Rock becomes <laughs> Black Adam.
1: I'm glad you said that. That is that is the reason why I'm weird with Zach He doesn't. I don't look at him and think superhero. Superhero. It's just it's not there. And I and, and just and look if
0: they're changing with special effects to suit or whatever or in the final film, fine. But the trailer, he doesn't look like he fits in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. He looks. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All right. I know they're going – look, I know they're going for the you know, kid in a grown-up body. I get that. I know it's basically big, superhero big. Yeah. I get that. And Zachary Levy can, Levi can probably play that very well. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know. Are we, we're doing a show on this one, aren't we? Shazam?
1: Yeah. Yes? <laughs> yeah, Good. I, look, I hope I come on and I love the thing. I really do. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, up. yeah. No, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. we Watched it. We'll go with an open mind. We'll enjoy it and we'll just. Oh, I'm scared. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Quick it. Quick it. Alan. Yes. How are you, sir?
0: Good. Thank you. I just, you know, what? I'm just getting into this habit of saying your name before every quick hit, just to annoy you. Stop it. Um, okay, I'm not going to stop. Star Wars Celebration, Alan. Hey! There was no Star Wars Celebration last year, but there was one two years ago, and that was in Orlando, Florida, and there will be one in 2019. Guess where? Well, you know. Dang it, why don't you do that? It's in (laughs) Chicago. Star Wars Celebration will be in Chicago the week of April 11th through the 15th. Now, we have a new movie coming out this year, so I think we should expect to see a trailer around that time. Don't you think?
1: Yes. Oh, sure. And
0: yeah. what was awesome about the Orlando one was yeah. Harrison Ford showed up to. That was his first one ever. Oh, really? And uh, I can't remember his name. Anakin Skywalker was welcomed with opened arms. Not the kid, because they still hate that kid for some reason. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Um, Hayden
1: Christensen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Hayden Christensen. And if you watch the video on YouTube, people went nuts for him. Really? I think
1: even he was a little surprised. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, right. And I, I'll be honest. It's not like I would boot a guy. I, I I appreciate the work he did. More or less. It's not
1: his fault that he was directed incorrectly. And
0: the writing was <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the writing was incorrect.
0: But you know, I'd be that jerk I'm like, How do you feel about Sand? <laughs> 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 Yelled at him. Um, uh, cool. Anyway, yeah, so Star Celebration. Chicago, April eleventh through the fifteenth. Man, I wanna go to this, but I know I can't. There's no way I can go. Why not? I gotta work. Oh, that thing. You probably need tickets way before a month before.
1: It. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: so, yeah, it should be fun, though. I wonder. I didn't announce guests yet, I don't think. It'd be fun to see if Harrison Ford shows up. I'm, I'm glad it only took him 40 years to get over his... Uh, I
1: don't <laughs> what a grumpy guy, that guy. I don't understand, Star Wars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? Why the, you have to understand it? Man. People love you. Just, why would you not go somewhere for 40s where people just love you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's had a successful career. Give it up, dude. I mean, you know, do it for the fans. Yeah, so
0: I'm curious to see who would be there. Who, if you went to Star Wars Celebration and take out the, well, obviously Princess Leia, but if you take away Mark Hamill and Harrison for all the movies, who would you say, I definitely have to see? I definitely want that person there.
1: Uh, what's his name? Young Obi-Wan Kenobi?
0: Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. that's a good. Dude, I want to high-five you right now. That's Thank such you. a great answer. <laughs> that's a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I'm <laughs> all
1: right. All right. You can only have one of these two. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ewan McGregor or George Lucas? Well, Ewan McGregor, because I met George Lucas already, so. <laughs> what? And the dude, George Lucas. The dude's from Modesto. He's from the town just north of me. He, he comes by every now and then because it's a really big car thing from uh, that movie, uh, What's that movie? McGregor City? Yeah. Yeah. They do the celebration almost every year. And one year, they, he was like the, the the host of the whole celebration, so obviously the whole town was there. So you met him, or did you just saw? Him? Oh, I didn't, well, I saw a speck of him. Oh, so, it's yeah. a short guy. You I don't. Well, it was a speck. You and McGregor still.
0: All right, yeah. all right. I'm looking here to see who's going to be there. Oh, you know who's going to be there. Hmm. There you go. This is going to make you quit your job and go to Chicago. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Greg Grunberg. Scott <laughs> Wexley from The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, the new Porkins, the new age Porkins, basically. Gosh. Gotcha. That's me for no reason. (laughs) 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 The poor for The Force Awakens. Come on. Oh, that was rude. Yeah, it was. Let's see who else. (laughs) No, no. Uh, The voice of Obi-Wan on the cartoon. He'll be there. Okay. (laughs) Wow, this is a week. The new Chewbacca. Oh, please. A bunch of authors. Come on. Seriously, wait. Admiral Raddus. Okay, from Rogue One. Okay. He's the, uh, he, you know, he was the, um, he was the Mon Calamarian, the one that looks like uh, Admiral Akbar. Oh, yeah? Uh, the guy that does Darth Maul's voice.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: God. This is weak, dude. That is. Timothy Zahn, who wrote the. Um, oh, the books. Remember? Yeah. yeah, the books. Oh, there you go. Warwick Davis. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Wow, that's weak, dude. That's pretty weak. All right. All right, you and McGregor. All right, so you took you and let me take someone. Oh, I would go for uh, Padme. Padme? That's
1: cute. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I, a good I, one. That's a good one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't thinking with my heart. I was thinking with a different part of my body with that answer. Let me think again. <laughs> All the movies, they got to be alive, can't be Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford.
1: Yeah. And you met Billy Dee already. Oh, my God. I totally did. Yeah.
0: Um,. Would it be someone from the prequels? Man, Ewan McGregor was such a good pull. You Samuel L. Jackson? Nah, yeah. Yeah. I don't need Doesn't to do meet him. Um, all right. Yeah, I'd have to go with Padme. Nobody okay. from... You know, I would, I actually would not mind meeting Oscar Isaacs. I wouldn't quit my job to go. I'd probably be more likely to quit over Padme. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll stick with Padme. <laughs> all
1: right. Very nice.
0: So, uh, yeah, if you, if you can, book your tickets so you can see the voices of the, the Star <laughs> Wars Oh people. Yeah, sure.
1: All,
2: All right. right. quickie.
1: Jonathan, the Star Wars park is opening soon, especially here in Anaheim. I believe that's opening up this summer and then Disney World over, I think, in the fall of this year. Or is it next year? Anyway. This year. This year. There will be a preview comic book that Marvel will be putting out. So if you want to get a glimpse of what the park is going to look like, check out the comic books. Are you going to this thing?
0: Uh, I'm one of the two. I even said I have a relatives in Florida. I set it up to go down there in November. You're but go this I year? Talk- well, I was talking to people, and people were like, you're crazy to go yeah. this year. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so I guess I'm not going. And, yeah. and they were, and also, not just the crowds, because it's not even the crowds that bother as much, but they're like, you want to go in the first home because not all the rides are open. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, they, they haven't worked out the kinks. So maybe I'll wait a year.
1: Now, have you seen the previous videos that they've had that they put put online, like behind the scenes of what it looks like?
0: Yeah, they look awesome.
1: It looks incredible. Like, oh, my God. It's like stepping into another world. Literally, it's not just going to be like, hey, here's a Star Wars ride. It's going to be you are entering the Star Wars universe as if it's real. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I know. Excellent. I think we should meet down
0: there and do a show from down there.
1: Hey. Yes, sir. Sure? Yeah. I like it. Okay.
0: All right. And the Star Wars comics are good. If you had a chance to pick them up, po, the Poe Dameron series is actually really good. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because it's not just about him. It's about, what are they called? Some, whatever his squadron's called. I can't think of it now. Black Squadron, I think. But it's about him and the other pilots in the Squadron. They go on missions. It's pretty cool. Oh. All right. Thank you. Alan. See si senor. New, new rumor about New Mutants. Oh. Oh, see what I did there? Yeah. New Mutants movie has been delayed like three times. Now rumor is... That it might not even make it to theaters, that they might just release it on Hulu. What? Um, Remember, New Mutants got over 50% of the movie reshot because they were changing the tone. Right. And yeah, so what do you think about it going on Hulu? I think that's just the last grasp, death knell of X Men via Fox,
1: you know? Okay, yeah. I don't have Hulu,
0: so I can't watch it. No. Well, I will tell you, I'm more likely to watch it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute, are you, are you getting the, the Disney service later on this year? Yeah. Okay, I am. So, don't you think it's going to be on there eventually?
0: Well, I mean, it's on Hulu. Why not? Why wouldn't I watch it?
1: Oh, oh, oh do you have Hulu already?
0: I might. Oh. One oh. <laughs> of those questions you don't want to answer. <laughs> <because of me. laughs>
1: gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, yeah, I just think it's, you know, it's just Fox running out, whatever they've done in sure. terms of Marvel properties. Dark Phoenix is because uh, they don't even put X-Men on it. They just call it Dark Phoenix. So I don't know they're, you know, people are saying they're a little worried about how what Dark Phoenix is going to be like.
1: Now, when you so saw we'll Glass, did you catch the Phoenix trailer there? Because I got the Phoenix trailer.
0: Did I get the Phoenix trailer with Glass?
1: Yes, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. I I mean, it didn't really show us a lot of anything. No, and I'm not too crazy about the cast that they use. I don't care for the guy that plays Cyclops. Oh, no? Nah. I don't mind it. Okay.
0: (laughs) I don't... I like... I don't know. I like Sansa, but I don't know if I like her as Jean
1: Grey. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So. All right. All right. Quick Quick it. Quick it. Speaking of Hulu... We have another streaming service, Netflix, as we spoke about last week. They are increasing their prices on it. And a study finds that 27% of Netflix users will cancel due to the price increase. That's a lot of people, if you ask me. 27%? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a huge number. Yeah. Well, remember there was a a while back, I think Netflix tried to do that. And they lost a lot to raise of raise prices. Yeah, they did that at one point. I can't remember what was the reasoning behind it. Oh, I remember. I think they were doing. Remember, Netflix was mostly just a DVD thing, and then it was like DVD plus streaming. And I think if you wanted to do both, they were going to bump the prices, and a lot of people revolted. And it said that the people are revolting. Said it they stink on ice. And they actually went back and lowered their prices again. So who knows what's going to happen? I I think I'm canceling. Oh, I take it back. I rescind. <laughs> Rescinding. I was going to cancel. rescind your cancellation? <laughs> I did. I was going to cancel. And then last night, I went to my Amazon Prime account to watch Indiana Jones, and right. it's not free. Was it free? It was. It was free for, for as long as I remember. And I was like, oh, no, did Netflix just, you know, get the license to do Indiana Jones? And now I'm stuck, I guess. Don't-
0: well, that's why, why you, I was going to ask you. Why did you go to Amazon when you know it's on Netflix?
1: Oh, I don't know. It depends on what, whatever is <laughs> on. If my Amazon thing is on, I'll go to the Amazon thing. Oh, it's I never see. Go to and I know, you owe, I know you own hard copies of Indiana. Jones. I do. I own hard copies in probably every format. I even have it on my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll
1: continue to pay twelve ninety
0: nine a month for <laughs> Netflix. Cause, and it'll be gone in like three months anyway. <laughs> I know, yeah, I
1: know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, I'm weird. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I, I just picked up Netflix last year, sometime last year. Right. I mean, I've been on and off with of Netflix. Uh, I mean, I'll keep it. The price increase doesn't bother me that much. I mean, I watch it a lot.
1: <laughs> I got to say, their original stuff is actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. But the thing is this, Netflix in trouble because we've been reporting all year of new services coming, and as these new services come, they're going to be pulling their content off of Netflix. mm Right, so I think Netflix is feeling that, and they're, they're they have to be worried about that. I think stock people have to be worried about that. Sure. Um, you know, because I think, man, I think Dizzy's going to take a big bite out of them when they premiere.
1: You know, it would be smart for them being like the articles we just read, they would be smart if Netflix focused on video game related TV shows and movies. Boom, that should be their angle. Netflix? Yeah, I mean, we just reported that the, the video game industry is, is in the billions. The well, they do have a...
0: That's true. They have a Castlevania uh, cartoon that does very well. Mm-hmm. They have uh, The they're, Witcher, which is going to star Henry Cavill, right. which that yeah. was a video game, right?
1: Yep, and they're going to do Resident Evil as well, so...
0: Oh, okay. And I think I saw a Call of Is that going to be a TV show? No, Call of Duty, I think I saw.
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: Not Black Ops. All right, so yeah, maybe they were thinking like I did like you. But it's again funny. It's it, it's funny how these services are supposedly replacing cable, where it looks like they're eventually going to morph into cable. Because <laughs> if you take if all these channels yeah. have their own service and they take off Netflix, Netflix is just going to have to depend on movies and their own original content, which is basically HBO. <laughs> is it? So.
1: It's so funny how this little cycle spun around. You know? Yeah. It's really funny.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then, you know, in like 10 years when you're paying for nine different services, right. people are going to be like, hey, I'm going to bundle all these services. You pay one <laughs> price a month.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Freaking TV. I tell you. All right. Okay. Quick it. Alan. Yes. Is there trouble at DC Comics? What? Well, depending on which article you read, they would say yes. Okay. So, if you heard a story that said DC fired 3% of their staff, would you be, oh my
1: gosh. No.
0: Well, I was. Oh. So, uh. Apparently, they, I have a <laughs> the sky is falling at mentality, I guess. Yeah, I, 3% of their staff. I'm like, oh my gosh, then you read your the article, they fired seven people. <laughs> so apparently, DC has a small staff. Yeah, so they fired seven people, most mostly like upper management people, mm-hmm. which doesn't bode well, especially when the upper management. So they're doing some restructuring and they figure out they don't need some of these people. But to go along with that, they're also canceling some series, they're canceling Titans. Uh Uh, which is not the Teen Titans, but the Adult Titans with number 36, and Damage with number 16. Uh, The thing about Damage is a few months ago, maybe, well, actually last year, probably a little bit more than a year ago, DC announced something called The New Age of DC Heroes, and they debuted with like six or seven books. Okay. And they've slowly all been cancelled except for two now. That might Hmm. be more than six or seven. Uh, So it didn't go well. The New Age of DC Heroes did not take off. I read the first... Issue of each of them, you know, nothing, yeah, nothing worth writing home about. Right. Titans, you know me. I wanted the Titans because Nightwing was in it, but then they shot him in the head in Batman, so he was out of the book. What what does he call
1: himself nowadays?
0: Uh, Rick. Rick Rick. Grayson. (laughs) Sounds weird. It does. And um, the 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 current team that's being canceled consists of Troya, who's Donna Troy, Beast Boy. The Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, Miss Martian, the female steel and Raven. OK. Yeah, there's there's not one personality on that team that is interesting. Right. So, yeah, they're canceling Titans. They'll bring it back Though the Titans is one of those books where someone will bring it back. Right. I think
1: they've been around for. Um,
0: yeah. So D.C. is also they're offering the fewest amount of comics for sale than they have in a long time um, meaning they're only publishing 52 titles I think for April hmm. whereas Marvel has like 90 something wow but it, it's not that people don't look the industry isn't looking at that as like a bad thing they're, they're looking at DC being more focused and really putting more effort into those 52 titles right and they'd rather get better numbers with 52 titles than you know medium or small numbers with more titles
1: yeah okay Does that makes sense a little bit
0: makes sense to me okay all right alan thus ends quick hits and guess who's back back again
1: <laughs> guess who's back you gonna yes. guess or am i gonna keep saying it's Alan from geeks unite cafe
2: <laughs> what's up
1: hey there <laughs> okay hi Ellen.
2: i know you guys missed me your favorite stalker
0: yes we did
2: so anyway, we uh, dug ourselves out of uh, two inches of snow yesterday. So we're we're uh, really beat down here, beat over here in Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> it is negative eight degrees where I am right now.
2: Oh oh my damn no! It's a balmy fifty no thirty four here.
0: Oh, that's no a windchill, by the way. That's a wind chill. Sorry,
1: wow. we're at oh, sixty God. over here. All right, stop bragging. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, Shut uh, up. what do you got for <laughs> us this week?
2: Hey guys, I was really excited about the last week, uh, and I wanted to bring up uh, Munchkin. Munchkin is a Steve Jackson classic in my book. They have reskinned this game many times for different themes. We have Cthulhu, you name it—they've given it all kinds of different versions of it, but. This Basically what it is is you beat on doors and you kill the monsters. That's really the theme of the whole game. And if you're a, an old uh, RPGer you can kind of understand the real tongue-in-cheek humor to this particular card game. And what you do is you start with a character. Everybody starts with a character. You bang on the door. You draw a card. It is either an encounter or it's a treasure. If it's an encounter you try to beat it. You try to try to beat it. Try to kill it. Or it's a treasure, and then you can like buff yourself up. and take it's the uh, first person to, to reach 15, 12, I think, wins 20. I think I forgot what it is. It's 15.
1: Yeah, there's a little know. map okay. that it comes with, right? And you kind of like move the pawns along the map to get to the very end.
2: No, munchkin? No, uh uh-uh, it's just a deck of cards. You're kidding? Munchkin d- with a map. Oh, wow. You must I be thought munchkin a munchkin with dice. The dice that comes with it is just for a counter. Oh. So you count your uh, as you level, and you get reach level fifth ten, I think. I think it's level ten. Yeah. All right, uh, Ten
0: is not a number.
2: Uh, ten is a de- oh. is a duck side. Pay attention.
0: You said fifth ten. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but yeah if you just you know D D is all about beating up the monsters and if you just want to get into a nice round of beating up monsters and knifing your friends in the back this is the game for you it's just like i said it's really simple it's just a deck of cards you put a character down and you just bang on doors kill monsters and backstab your friends
1: and how many people would you say would be successful with this game
2: this is definitely, for just utter mayhem, I would say, it's. I think it's two to five to play this game and, and have absolute fun. The sweet set probably would be probably four. I, but it's I, still I agree good with, with
1: t- Yeah, because I've been I played this with just two people, and it's such a drag. Because, Jonathan, the, the kicker with this game is that as you get closer towards the end, like, let's say I'm doing better than you, everyone just gangs up on you. And they, they can totally knock you down. And that's, that's yeah, what so, it's, it's so exciting. I yeah, you, you, I just hate
2: it. (laughs) Yep, yep. so this is a great game easy to understand i would i think this is like 10 and above but just because of the uh, the text that's in it just some of it might be a little complicated to understand but it is a fun let's play it again game at the dinner table if you get with family and friends around
1: and this this game is so popular that basically they just they keep reskinning the themes of this game but it's essentially the same game right
2: it's essentially the same game. They have a vampire theme. They have you know all kinds of stuff. Here's a pop quiz. Do you know what a munchkin is?
0: Yes, they represent the lollipop guild.
2: Very good, but wrong answer.
0: How dare you? Oh, it's a it's a uh, it's a donut treat from Dunkin' Donuts.
2: <laughs> no. That's what I was going to say. One second answer. <laughs> I,
0: I feel like these are correct answers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like it, what is it? Uh, family feud, you know? Yep, that's a good answer, but it's just not the right one,
1: right?
2: Oh, come on, Alan.
1: No, no I was gonna say, don't me. Too. I'm not, I'm sorry, no. something happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Munchkin is gaming terminology for somebody that's like a min maxer, somebody that just uh, min maxer uh, just does everything they just kind of like how do you name it.
0: Alan, you can't define a word we don't know with another word we don't know. <laughs> it
2: must mean, it must, it, 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 minmaxer means it's somebody that, that thinks of everything to cover all bases to, in order to win. That's probably a be- good way to put it. Uh-huh. And they uh-huh. just a great person that you want to play in the game. Because they pull all the, oh, here, this out of their sleeve. And then I put this on you. And then I did that. and then I did, And then you just like, and then that person you want to throw out the window at the end of the game. Man. But that's... <laughs> <laughs> but that's what a munchkin is okay <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I started talking backwards there for a minute but I, I got on track
0: alright so uh, they have I know I've seen this for Marvel characters right Marvel comic book characters and I think DC also is there a Star Wars munchkin because that'd be awesome
1: I don't think I've yeah, seen that I've only seen not- from comic book wise Deadpool and Marvel stuff hmm.
2: but it could be wrong. Just because it's me, I I love the, the Cthulhu, but uh, yeah, they, I guess let's see. Well, they have a Stark Munchkin, but it's more of a space thing. But I don't think they've really packaged it outside of Cthulhu. They had a um, specific Munchkin Impossible. You know, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But they yeah, uh, there's no, they don't have it. There's Munchkin X-Men, Munchkin. Oh,
0: okay, co- there you go. That counts.
2: Yeah, is a cone. Gloom, oh, bonus. There's a um, Brian. Uh, he did Eberron for D and D, and I can't think of his last name.
1: But essentially, it's the same game. It's just it's just skin different. Free skin. All. Mhm. All right. All
2: right. All right. Cool.
0: And what's the retail on a biggest starter pack or however that works?
2: They're about ten dollars. Um, you know, just for the de- Yeah, just for the deck. But of course, there's you know all these expansions. You know.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, I think you'd like this. If you got a group of guys, at least at least three to four, and you got the Marvel or X-Men version, I, I think you'd get a kick out of it. It's a good kind of gateway game to that kind of genre. The original game is more like Dungeons and Dragons, right, Ellen? Kind of like that theme, Yeah. The original game. It,
2: it's, so, it's the same thing. You're buffing yourself up to beat up the monsters. It's right. no different. Yeah. It's the same way. But it's just some of the stuff stuff in it is really hilarious because some of the buffs like uh you know um i think they have like uh holes of holy stockings plus one and it's a pair of stockings with holes in them but it gives you it buffs you like a plus one it's just really silly ridiculous humor but it is hilarious yeah
1: that's awesome sounds fun and and so ellen you're starting your own podcast
2: i am i you know what you guys have really kind of got me hooked on this. I love talking with you guys, but I wanted to talk about some of the things that were going on around me because I wanted to put myself on this quest to look for where people are playing board games. I don't think people get it, so I'm really going out there to see if I can find it. And I was really excited that I found a comic book store just down the street from here that said, hey, we just started selling board games. It's such it's so popular that we're bringing people not only into our shop just to play it, but we're going to start to sell it, too. So that one I went over and actually did an interview with him. They had Nerds, Cards and Comics. Steve France was a awesome human being to sit there and interview with and while i was talking to him his buddy chris baum is a illustrator and he creates the illustrations for eye for games based out of boston but he is an illustrator here in pittsburgh so i just did an interview with him as well just yesterday and i'll be posting that pretty soon okay very cool. As I said, my podcast is about my quest around to try to find other places where there are people are playing board games, and eventually I have a small group now that I'm getting together, and we're going to actually play D anD D. Online, yeah, online. Not this, not a video game, but I have a format that we can all like team speak and talk to each other, in using a digital format. And people in different locations, we can play D and D online, um, and I'll DM the game, and I'm gonna record some of those sessions. And I think it would be an absolute blast. Count me in. But I mean, Alan is probably not interested. Hey. In doing. This. <laughs> I, I it just yeah, you know, I, I, he's too old for this stuff now. Oh my God.
1: He's wow. It. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Alice, come step over
0: here out of that shade. What's the matter you guys?
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Drawing at you. Are you gonna be right. anywhere soon? Are you gonna be someplace you can meet up?
2: I have a game coming up this Saturday over at Chartier's Houston Library. It's uh Really close to Washington, Pennsylvania, and the turnout's been was a bit low for the first two sessions, but after that, it's really been picking up. So we had uh, 20 people the last time. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how much more we can get going this week. And I my meetup is southwestern PA, and I have 78 people now as members on my uh, meetup. Wow. So yeah, it's scrum. So I'm very excited. I'm doing a private game day this Friday at a private school. And I have a number of young kids that uh, I'm bringing in games for. And I happen to have a pretty good armful of games with me. And I even did something else that I'm very interested in. And I did it at Steel City Con is print and play games. I had a number of young kid games, but I went out and I found a number of print-and-play games for preschoolers. And so I'm cutting out the cards now and putting them together so the uh, kids can play them. And the great thing about it is, is I'll get some feedback from, from the kids, whether or not they liked it, and then I can tell the developer re- directly on BoardGameGeek. Oh, so awesome. that was a nice little synergy. Yeah. Cool. So, anyway, check out my website for uh, Geek Shoot Unite Board Game Cafe. Get on my mailing list so you can hear see my newsletter once a month. Find out what the heck I'm doing so that you can follow me or, uh, you know, listen in on what I'm doing. Awesome. So, should we look ahead and see what else we want to talk about?
1: Oh, you have something in mind?
2: I do. I do. Have you heard of Dominion?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I have not. <laughs> Okay, so dominions—that's a big game.
2: No, it's not. It's a card game. Another card. Game. Oh, is it? Maybe I'm thinking I'm of something else. Card games that, uh, the games I'm doing, I'm trying to keep like for you know dinners and board games is try to something that's kind of small enough to be able to play. Now this might ha- this has a little bit of a spread to it, but it's mostly all cards. But it is a, 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 a um. Uh, it's not really a draft. It's a, a deck building game. Gloomhaven. Looking forward to hearing it. Okay. <laughs> so it's actually one of the first ones. This one was a good was a tent pole in this particular type of mechanic. Okay, very okay. good. Cool. So right. anyway, it's always great talking to you guys. I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Thanks again for your time. Great. Thanks, Alan. Thank you, Alan. You guys rock. Love your show, babe. <laughs>
0: Thanks. And thus ends board game reviews and thus ends another episode of the week in geek. This is Alan signing off. And this is John saying
1: you stay classy wherever you are.